Hello. Welcome to episode four now of uh, Unseeded, the international tennis podcast carrying <laughs> on there. Um, no, so uh, this week we tried to watch a bit more tennis than we had last week because we thought we were a bit thin on the ground, but that didn't necessarily happen. I've only watched, I think, two matches. Oh, no, two, two and a half. So uh-huh. I didn't do too well. Well, I, I watched half of Sakari Pagula, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so... Once again, we might not be talking about much tennis in our tennis podcast. <laughs> I did watch uh, the AVN AMRO Open final, so... There we go. The only final that yeah. we managed to watch <laughs> <laughs> between us. Um, no, so... But, I mean, I think... So, the last couple of weeks, we've obviously had quite a bit of fun with our with our pop quizzes. Um, <laughs> I mean, if, you, if we want to recall the score, I think you got three out of ten, I got seven. Yeah, uh, you want to recall the head-to-head as well? Oh, oh, that's that's already, just going <laughs> to be my go-to every time you mention the quiz course. I mean, it's already in, like, last week's episode <laughs> title. I'm not shying away from it. <laughs> and, yeah, no, so we thought we'd have, like, another fun opening chat again. And this time, once again, from the perspective of us playing tennis, is what are our biggest pet peeves on the tennis court? All weird superstitions, although I don't have any weird superstitions, I don't think, anyway. So I think Um, this is an interesting mix, because I don't think I have many pet peeves, but I have a couple superstitions. Well, should we start with the superstitions, then? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, So you don't have any at all? No, I I don't. If I try and think, I probably, before a serve, I always bounce the ball, like, three times. But that's just habit. That, That just gets me into... Like oh, design. I just thought of another one. <laughs> it's not like it's not like I need to do this to be able to hit a good serve. Yeah. Okay, I have three. <laughs> you have three. Okay. I just, I just thought about another one. Okay, so when you were talking about serve, I do this thing where, like, if I'm serving, it doesn't matter how many times like I, I you know bounce the ball, but my left foot needs to be like in perfect balance i don't know i don't know how to explain but you know when you're you know you have your left foot like in front and then you're like you 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 go i don't know you go to throw the ball sometimes kind of it kind of moves you know because obviously you're moving Hmm. um so i i can't i don't like that so it has to be like completely still if it moves even a little bit then i have to to, like redo everything okay so you just like to plant your left foot then and not move it? Yeah. I mean, not move it until I hit the ball. Okay. I was going to say, you wouldn't have a very good serve if you did Yeah, that. no, no. <laughs> but like, I want I want it to be like completely like in place, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's one. Mm. Um, another one, of course, you've seen this. I like to line up my balls. Like at the back behind? of the court. Yeah, Interestingly, this was one of my pet peeves. <laughs> oh. Yes. No, it's because it's because no, the, the problem is is that you don't ever carry a ball on you for your second serve. Um, and and no. that's my biggest pet peeve is when people don't do that because then you have to then wait ages between their first and second serve because they, they gently stroll to the back of the court, pick up the ball, make sure they're all still in line. I... <laughs> no, I think the bigger issue here is empathy, Rob, because one, when we were playing, it was like winter and I was playing in leggings. 
And you know, women's leggings don't have pockets. So don't blame me, blame the industry. Um, You need to get one of those little clips. No, (laughs) what? No, those little tennis ball clips. Oh gosh, no, I've never seen those. No, and then in the summer I do wear like skirts. So I would, I will have like one. I think when we played in London, I did, I did have like always one ball on me for like second serve because it was summer. So, yeah. Obviously, during the winter, I cannot wear a skirt. So I wear shorts and a t-shirt in the winter. Yeah, but you're British. You're insane. I've seen people like in short sleeves when we're like five degrees. It's insanity. Yeah, it's just you get hot. Have warm blood. Maybe you're just not. Maybe you're just not trying hard enough. You're not running around. I get rashes when I get super cold, and I mean, if you're playing during the winter anyway, your hands get really cold. Mm. So like, I'm not risking anything else getting really cold. I don't want my legs to be like freezing. You know. I mean, you're you are like running, so I guess they wouldn't be as cold. But you know, it's just okay. So what what's your third superstition? So the third one is. If I play, I always have to change balls between, like, um, games, I guess. So if I, I don't know, serve or you serve, whatever, and I win the point. I mean, obviously, when I'm serving, because that's when I'm in control. If I win, or even if I lose, really, I just have to play with another ball. Like, How do, how do you know which ball is which? Because I had them lined up. <laughs> that's why you lined them up. <laughs> and then I like to play, like... I like to give all of them a fair shot, you know? Like, I like to play with one, two... If I have, like, five balls, let's say, I like to play one, two, three, four, five, and then I go back to one. So I don't okay. like, like, switching, you know? So you... Obviously, it's hard to keep track after a while, but I try to... I mean, I suppose it means your tennis balls are getting worn out evenly. Yeah. Um, but I've never once thought about that. Well... I have. <laughs> I don't. I don't care enough about that to be honest. I don't, I don't, I'm not like because there are there are actually players. I'm pretty sure the commentary said this about Richard Gasquet once, is that he always wants to use the same ball that he won the last point with. Yeah, I guess everyone has their own like yeah. logic behind it. I'm not. I'm. I'm a very superstitious, superstition-free tennis player. I don't think I just get irritated a lot. Obviously, I've mentioned uh, your sort of gently strolling to the back of the court between first and second serves. It's just I don't like I like to be quite quick. I don't like playing anyone that takes their time. Yeah, so like, I, I I don't think that's I mean, because obviously you're I mean, if you serve like super fast, then you're not taking time to like think about it, you know, Yeah, you're just doing it. Yeah, but you have to think about where you're going to put it. No, I you know? know. If you're going I, for, like, the middle or, like, the corner. I just, just want to commit. Because then you, then you start, you just go for it, and then over time you start thinking, oh, they don't like the backhand return. I'll say that. Like, I always got the, uh, like, with you, it was you just wanted to serve as fast as possible, so you just were not serving anymore. <laughs> I always no. got that idea. Is it, to be fair, back when we used to play a lot, is my serve was rubbish. I so it's like I didn't like serving for that reason. I don't mind serving now. My serve is a lot better. Whenever it's my choice to pick whether I'm serving or returning at the start, I always pick to return. Really? Yeah. That's odd. 
Yeah, because if you can get the early break, that puts a lot of pressure on your opponent. It's brilliant. But the um, no, the yeah, other... but, I mean, it's really hard. Yeah, like, starting the other pet peeve, and I I think my mate that I play with a lot does this intentionally because I've told him and it, I, he hasn't really stopped. It's I will be getting ready to serve. Like I'll literally be at the baseline wanting to serve, like bouncing the ball, getting ready. And then he will decide that's the opportune moment to send a spare ball to my end that was at the back of the court at his end. <laughs> and that that's, that's the worst. I hey, think. Like you're getting ready, but you're not serving yet. Yeah, I know, but I'm. I don't need that ball. I've got two balls on me. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like I want to. I, I want to get on with this. I don't want to have to then fanny about to like knock this ball to the side so it doesn't go on the court. Yeah, well, like you might need it. Like I, this is another well, thing. I said, oh gosh, I have this. Like I don't know if it's a Beth view or it's not a superstition, but I like having all the balls in my court when I'm serving I don't like them being like you know all over the place oh I prefer to have them at my end I'm not like carefully lining them up like you are but I, yeah. I prefer to have them <laughs> at my should. end but at, at the same time if I'm getting ready to serve then I don't feel like I need that ball that extra ball and then yeah, it just slows I mean, me down and distracts me and it's annoying <laughs> yeah maybe it. you don't need it in that same exact moment I, I just I just don't really like playing anyone that takes their time Thank you. <laughs> what? You're like, like playing me. <laughs> no, no, well, I do. But it's like, I want to like naturally play really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Because mm. if you can get through your service game quickly as well, then it puts all the pressure on you. And then that takes even longer because you're wandering around fannying about wicked balls. <laughs> I just think it's part of the fun, you know? Like, I don't want to rush through it. I, I want to enjoy part, it. Part of the fun of tennis is playing tennis. It's not... Well, that's part of the game. Just I'm str- sorry, but, no, but there is. is too much faff in tennis. Does it mean next time we have to play, you want to sit down every so often and have a banana, and then <laughs> maybe we did have um, some snacks last time we played. I, I can't like think it. of any other like pet peeves that I have other than people taking too long. I don't have any superstitions. Hmm. There is nothing. But your like- mind is just like blank when you're playing. <laughs> You don't have superstitions or pet peeves, just like you just. Go no, I've there got and... pet peeves. Obviously, I, I get you annoyed. Have one. But, well, I've got. Well, they're kind of similar. Both of them is to do with like people taking too long. And whether it, balls whether it's whether it's you just sort of like carefully placing them at the back of the court, or it's my mate sending them to my end. You know, it doesn't sound like pet peeves. It sounds like personal vendettas. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't like you. Yeah. Just, whenever you play someone else, you're going to be like, um, another pet peeve is when this person does that. Yeah, they're very personal, these uh, yeah. pet peeves. But I, no, I, I just don't, I don't know. Because, like, superstitions, that's just a bit silly. Like, uh, I mean, it's not like it's the end of the world if, hmm. if it happens, you know. But it just, I don't know, especially the food thing. It really makes me, like, if it wobbles, I know I'm not going to serve well. Oh, and, I, I, and I usually don't. Oh, I can, my my serving is still a bit, uh, and so it's like, sometimes I'll play and it's like within the first game, I know, like, whether I'm going to serve well or not. Yeah. Um, but I'm not doing any serving at the moment because I don't have a tennis racket. 
you want to talk about that? We'll talk about it later. We were supposed to do a, a <laughs> segment soon. on the on the on the racket that I was just bought, and then it literally the first night that I used it, it got stolen. Who steals a tennis racket? Why? How? Like, did they a, break into the car or something? Yeah, it's just really niche, isn't it? Who's stealing but, a tennis racket? Yeah, they don't know what they're stealing. I mean, Sad. they clearly did, because who, like, who would just randomly steal a tennis Well, they just saw a bag, didn't they? And they grabbed the bag and probably just wanted to, but yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to actually talk about some of the tennis we may or may not have seen. Um, <laughs> I watched a couple of the early round matches of Doha, which was, I, d- I don't know. I was watching Doha and it just felt so- all the matches that I saw, because I was watching bits and pieces here and there as well. Like yeah. I watched a bit of Coco Goff play, and it's just like every match just felt underwhelming. Hmm. Like it, the like there was no crowd for most of the matches, and also it just didn't seem like the players were like properly going for it. I don't know. It just seemed weird. Hmm. It looked very That's... windy as well, which I imagine was very irritating. Doesn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. No, because I watched I watched Badossa in a when she lost to Haddad Meyer seven six six three. But I mean, I think Bedos had pulled out the previous tournament with illness, and it was clear that she mm. was still ill. It was impressive that she got that close. Yeah. Um, I think she may have even had a set point in the uh, first set tiebreak. What on earth is happening in the background of your? I don't know. I'm here. Uh, anyway, um, I watched Sakari uh, defeat Zhang uh, Chinwen six two three six six three. Zhang had a uh, medical timeout in the third set, so maybe. Something went on there. Zachary did close it out impressively, but I mean, here's the but. It's the it was the best part of the match. Is it was a, a winner from Zhang Chinwen, the tweener. Have you seen it? No. Oh my god! I I, I, I retweeted it on the unseeded Twitter account. Did you? Did you oh, not? I retweeted um, uh, the. Oh, have you actually logged in Amro. and used the Twitter account yet? Yes, I did. I didn't see that. I thought you would be proud. You didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. Yeah. I, th- I thought I was the only one doing it. Well, you were until yesterday. <laughs> or today. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, what what did you do? I did see oh, a lot of... Oh, you retweeted something about Carlos Alcaraz? Yeah. And the... Medvedev. And Medvedev, yeah. Fair enough. I tweeted about my stolen racket. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I tweeted about it twice. And then I put the... Particularly insightful comment, which is our belief is that Iga Siontek is quite a good tennis player. I think we can both agree on that. I mean, going back I think to Doha, can agree on that. she won the yeah. final against Pagula six three six love. So I know Pagula obviously beats Siontek. Was it six two six two at the United Cup? And it was like, ooh, um, maybe Pagula is going to be able to start winning these matches, but maybe not. Um, and on the notes of a tennis player that can't win certain matches is Maria Sakkari has lost another semi-final that's sad it just can't seem to happen it's just it clearly is a mental thing hmm there's a mental block there and you know you never like you never see her like change much though well uh yeah I I just just because with mental things it's way harder to fix it because yeah, if it's but, like something in your game or your health or whatever, that can always be improved. But Sabalenka managed it. She won the Australian Open. Her, yeah, but it's not uh, easy. 
she had a mental block. But yeah, it just feels like the same thing just keeps happening over and over and over again with Zachary. I mean, she made the Indian Wells final last year, didn't she? But then didn't win it. I mean, she was coming up against Tuyantek, who was in the form of her life. But yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah. Whatever therapy she's doing, she needs to switch it up. I don't know. I feel bad for her because she's obviously like really good and I want to see her winning something big. Yeah, I mean, she seems, or something at all. She seems absolutely lovely as well from the Netflix yeah. documentary. Um, Our friend. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just a shame because it's like the same thing keeps happening again and it's like she's good enough to win titles but I think she's only won one because yeah. she can't get past the semi-final stage. But yeah, other finals that happened. Cam Norrie got to, got to the final. <laughs> Losing to Carlos Alcaraz, I believe 6-3-7-5 to Alcaraz. I didn't see much of the... Re- uh, it, it was the Argentina Open. I didn't see much. I think I, I saw a bit of one match. Um, it's all right. And now uh, Alcaraz is going and playing another clay court tournament. Um, he's playing in Rio. So clearly he it's wants to focus like... on the clay this year, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Fun for him. Cam Norrie. Maybe he'll be uh, going after the French Open. Mm, maybe that's a strategy, yeah. I mean... I, I don't see it happening because Rafael Nadal is still a professional tennis player. Yeah, I would wait for Nadal to retire to even give it a go. <laughs> yeah, there's no point. You're just going to embarrass yourself. Focus on Wimbledon. <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. fair play now. Yeah, I know, but I just don't see anyone being close to Djokovic on, on grass. I think that's more doable. It's more doable, but it's still like there aren't yeah, any obviously it's still grass hard. court players. Yeah, but I, that's what I think. Like, somebody should focus on that. Because mm-hmm. after Djokovic, then... Wimbledon you know, will be wide open. Yeah. Yeah. How is that not someone's strategy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I mean, the only player that's, like, really, like, suits grass, who just doesn't try hard enough, is probably Nick Kyrgios. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I don't see Kyrgios winning any Grand Slams. No, but it's like he's the only sort of natural grass court player there is. I mean, Berrettini's very good, but... Yeah. Yeah. Tsitsipas is quite good in grass as well. Yeah, he's more clay though, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see the Rotterdam final. I know you did if you wanted to mention that. Yeah, well, quite interesting. Three sets, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Sinner coming... From winning from like a seven match win streak was impressive, mm. and he's he had just won the Montpellier title a week ago, so he was in a good position. I really, I mean, this is a, a part, but I really like his last name. I'd never noticed it, and I, I was like just thinking like, oh, this this is a really cool last name. So Medvedev. Um, any any thoughts on his name? No, not really. I mean, okay. for a Russian, easy enough, I guess. Yeah. I'm glad he's not like Dostoevsky or something. Um, he. This is this is taking a turn. <laughs> I was sort of asking you what was going on with the tennis match. <laughs> I'm trying to explain. So he hasn't been playing really well, as you know. He lost to your crush, Seth Corder. The third yeah. round of the Australian yeah. Open. Yeah, the wonderful subcorder. Three yeah. sets as well, so... He's a future Wimbledon champion. Maybe. Yeah, I, I see that. But Seb Corder, that is. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I actually kind of see him at that as well. Anyway, so last year he only won like Los Cabos and Vienna, so not in a great place, but he did have the advantage of a uh, 4-0 head-to-head. And mm. all of those matches have been indoors. Sounds like a familiar uh, head-to-head. Yeah, although ours is way higher than that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think the head-to-head on maybe got into Sinner's mind a little bit at, by the end. So it was three sets. Medve- uh, sorry, Sinner won the first one. Uh, he had an early break and he was up 4-1. Oh. So that was quite yeah. good for him. But then, you know, Medvedev cut, caught up. Sinner still ended up winning 7-5, so that was quite good. But you could see that Medvedev was, like, awake now. And yeah. So that was not good for Sinner, obviously. Do we, do we, I, do, I didn't see the match. Did we have any classic Medvedev antics in there? No. Oh. Not that I can recall. No. Yeah, so on the second set... Uh, yeah, the roles kind of reversed a little bit. Um, Medvedev was up 4-1. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was up 5-2 with three set points. And one thing about Sinner is that I think here, like, I could see some of the disadvantages of abusing the net. Because at some point, he was just doing that, you know, like serve and, um, and volley. And it was like... Uh, Wait, but he played Medvedev could see that. He played Maxime Cressy in Montpellier, didn't he? So it's like maybe maybe he started stealing a little bit of that. Um. <laughs> maybe maybe he was like, oh, this is gonna be a good <laughs> a good strategy. But but to be yeah, fair, he did win a few really good points with that. Mm. But obviously. But to be fair, serve and volleying is an effective tactic against Medvedev. That's what how Djokovic has got such a good record against him. When Djokovic yeah. plays Medvedev, he's coming into the net a lot. No, but Medvedev was quite, like, aware of it, I feel. Mm. Like, he, at the beginning, in the first set, he, you know, he couldn't, like, reach and whatever. Second set, he was, like, on it. And I think Sinner became a bit predictable in that sense. And that, I mean, you don't want that in tennis. So, third set, one set each, of course. Um, Sinner seemed to change strategies a little bit here. And he seemed to go for, like, shorter rallies. Um, but that, like, increased his mis- mistakes. So lots of unforced errors. Um, and this was a really quick set. That method of 1-6-2. Um, I think this set was more about Sinner's mistakes. Obviously, method of played really well. But, yeah, like, Sinner was just not the same from the first set he was just disconnected um a lot of like balls that were out and yeah it was really like not great but a good game overall i quite enjoyed it but yeah no so i think there was quite a lot there was quite a lot of interesting tennis that happened this week and it looks like there's going to be some more interesting tennis happening in the next week i think we've covered pretty much all the tennis Unfortunately, it would have been nice if this conversation was a bit longer, but as I said, I didn't really have a chance to watch much of it. Um, yeah, pretty straightforward this week. Yeah, so I'm going to, once again, I'm going to try and commit to watching more this week because we can't keep having, we can't keep doing this every week. It's like, <laughs> oh, welcome to our tennis podcast where we don't watch tennis. Um, and talk about ourselves only. <laughs> talk about ourselves only. And I mean... 
as much as it's fun to play, I'm sure it's not that fun for people to listen to us talking about playing. But yeah. on that note, I thought it's now time to talk about rackets because I've had a traumatic week yeah. with my tennis Tell rackets. Yeah, so I played late on Tuesday night. I took my two nice rackets with me that day. A Wilson Blade version 8, 16 by 19. Very nice racket. And then I also had, it literally arrived the day before. It had been strung up that day and I picked it up in the morning of Tuesday. Wilson 6-1 Tour 90 or something. K-Factor 1. So basically the 90 square inch pro staff. It's a very nice racket. It's the same colour scheme that was used when he played, I think, the 2008 Wimbledon final when he won the French Open title as well. And it was upsetting losing that one. But in a way, it's I've loved I loved using it. Well, I, I think that makes it worse, though. I know, like, I if loved you, if it. If you would have hated it, you would have been like, uh, I mean, Cause the I'm problem not going to use it again. The problem was as well, I used it, and then I was like, oh, actually there's certain aspects of this that I like more than the blades. Like obviously the 90 square inch head size was stupid and impractical. Yeah. Um, but I really liked how heavy the racket was at 340 grams. Mm. It felt a lot more stable and it gave me a lot more plow through. So when I was hitting the service, right, it was just really, really, really satisfying. And so it means that now I'm I'm having to replace the blade at least. I'm having to replace my main racket now. I'm now switching to the RF97 because I want a racket that's just as heavy um, at 340 grams. It's going to be like, I'm, I'm probably not good enough. I don't know, but it, it, it felt <laughs> right. Not... It felt right. It, it just felt like a really nice fit for how I play. So it's like... It... I mean, yeah, it is a hard racket. Like, it's not like beginner friendly or anything. Um, so, and no, not everyone would, you know, play well with it. But oh, I yeah, no. If you liked it, then go for it. Yeah, no, 100%. If I ever play with friends that have never really played before, they're not going anywhere near the racket. Not because I'm particularly precious about my racket. Like, because when I'm... Not... They're not going to like it anyway. Yeah, when I'm playing with it, I'm scraping it into the floor or whatever to yeah. <laughs> hit certain slices. Like, I'm not precious. I, you need to you need to use it without fear, really, because otherwise you're just going to play rubbish. I mean, it's and, a racket anyway, so yeah, it's, it's going to get you know, it's, used. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I play with Alu Power, which is the like one of the toughest strings out there. And I have that at 55 pounds, so it's not like I'm even putting a nice, soft, comfortable string in there. It's just the, the racket to use will be difficult, but I think that's always the thing with pro staffs is they're difficult to use, but when you use them right, there's not a better racket out there. Yeah, I think if it's, yeah, if it suits you, then you're like quite lucky, you're chosen. Yeah, it's very different to the racket you use, isn't it? Yeah, well, I've, yeah, I've never tried that one, but mm. I don't know how I'd do with like a heavy racket. No. It's not something I, I would choose. Yeah. Also, you just use a babble app, which is not very nice. Which is quite nice. I actually really <laughs> like it. Yeah. Just like the Yeah. I just don't, I'd n- I've never liked babble apps. And also, I just hold the opinion that if you're using a head size that over 100 square inches, you're cheating. Well, I don't think the same. Also, like, women tennis and men tennis is really different. You know? It's just a racket, though, at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. And it's not like we're using, like, the spec'd up ones they use on the tour which are like covered in lead tape filled the handle with silicon and they're like super heavy <laughs> I just remember using your racket last year and i didn't like it 
Yeah. No, I've never like like I said like I've always played Babylon. Mm. Like I've played Babylon for at least ten years now, over ten years. So I mean, I'm not particularly keen to like change. Um, but I I would try something else and then see. You know, I'm not like opposed to that. Well, we'll see next time we'll play. We'll use each other's racket and see who can do the best. I mean, I was using my mate's racket the other day because he just got a, he got his racket stolen at the same time. He got um he got a new he got one of the new Yonex V cores. I mean, I was playing completely different to how I normally play because I generally hit quite flat. Whereas with this, because it was a spin racket, I I sort of rotated my hand around the grip more so I could generate more top spin. So I was playing completely different to how I'd usually play, but it was really fun. That sounds um, good. Yeah, no, it was really fun just hitting with top spin, hitting the... I mean, the backhands are a bit hmm, on that racket because I'm a one-hander, whereas I'm hoping with the, the pro style it's going to be a lot more stable. Oh, Yonex rackets, they're just always so nice. Like, the build quality is just excellent. Obviously suffered the racket trauma last week. I mean, it's a shame because I was using the 90... And I literally, I was saying to my mate when I was using it, I'm genuinely considering switching to this as the main racket. Gosh, because it was, it was so much. I've not had that much fun using a tennis racket ever, and so I was like, I genuinely was considering switching. I had the racket up on my wall behind me for like a few hours. Did you, uh, you did take a, a few pictures, didn't you? I took a few pictures, but now that's even sadder. I look at the pictures and I can't. <laughs> just cry yourself to sleep. I just want it back. I don't care about the blade. I like, mean, you will, because they're definitely selling it. Mm, I know. I don't care about the blade my myself. Like, losing that, that's fine. It was nice sometimes some of the time and then other times it just it was too unstable yeah i, I didn't like it i think we we did switch with that yeah one. i just I didn't like, one. like you know me i love a drop shot yeah it's, i'm actually I quite that. hard with a blade for some reason it's supposed to be a control racket but i just couldn't like drop shots were just a pain both both people that are, like so you and my other mate that i played with a lot when you both use that racket yeah, I don't think you liked it, did you? No, I didn't. I mean, I don't think mm. I played. I used it for like a long time, but I think we had like a couple of games. I I, mm. I didn't find it comfortable. No. That that was the trauma that I went through in the last week since since we were so not watch much tennis and I can't even play tennis. So what is the point of me being on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I should just retire now. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's my podcast. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, I, haven't, just... I haven't played in a while. To no, when was the last time you played? I, I don't play... have a tennis racket, and I think I played more recently than you. No, but like you, you go play indoors. I played, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, was um, this when it was too cold and you had to go it home? It was too cold. Yeah, we did. We couldn't even finish the set. It was oh. just freezing. My hands were like purple. That's probably a bit of an exaggeration. No, my my nails were purple. Are you, are you, that's probably might just be because you painted them. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the um, I've played in the winter all the time. Like throughout last winter, I didn't have the membership for this place that I go to that got the indoor courts. So yeah. I I was playing outside in parks all the time. It's absolutely fine. It's not fine. the same, Rob. You and I are not the same. I'm used to playing with the sun in my face, and you know. The sea near me. 
You're used to playing in like gray, cold, dry, wet weather. I'm not. Dry, wet weather. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I meant like the the cold was dry, but it's raining. You know. <laughs> It's just miserable. I don't know. I don't even want to go outside. It's that cold. To be fair, the the most pointless tennis club I ever joined was the one in Falmouth where I did my undergrad because, like, it never not rained in Cornwall. Yeah. <laughs> and they only had outdoor courts. Oh, gosh. Although there was one time when I did play with a with a friend and she it's like her first time playing properly or something. So I was just, like, teaching her how to play a little bit. And I was having a little bit of fun because it, the court was still a bit wet. It was a little puddle on there. And my favourite thing was to like hit the ball into that puddle because then it would obviously splash up on her. Oh, gosh. No, I, I, I cannot play when it's like... <laughs> I know. I need, I need like, the right conditions. Because we were playing just for a bit of fun. She wanted to give tennis a bit of a go and not... Like, you I, you couldn't play competitively. Yeah, not that. like right. I mean, that was the thing. When we were in halls and those courts behind our flat... Uh, it was a bit vague. The sort of line calls had to be sometimes because they weren't the most they weren't the most clear lines, were they? Yeah, no. And I'm I'm, I'm still I'm still upset because I got this amazing ace down the line once. You think you did? Well, I did because it was in. It was on you, the line. You I watched it land. Yourself you did. And I got a point cheated off. You me. watched it land on the other side of the court with an already blurry line. So who do you think got a better view of that? I was, you was no, who were serving was, like a hundred kilometers away, or me who was a hundred right kilometers next away? To it? I thought you were about to say me who was serving at a hundred kilometers an hour. Then I was like, that's ambitious, oh, especially yeah. back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's out of out of mind. <laughs> yeah, my 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 serve back then was atrocious. So when I hit this like amazing serve down the line, and it got taken away from me by this cheat, I this fraud. You're not you're not listening to yourself. Your serve was so atrocious, and you think you got an ace? Yeah, I mean it was luck. I'm not gonna lie, it was complete. It, no, it wasn't because it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> Gosh. No, we'll Maybe play in the we'll, we'll, yeah we'll play in the summer again, and I will win. Hopefully. I will go to London in July, I think. So mm, yeah, it's uh, the the unseeded derby. <laughs> I will we'll live stream it. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be great. Watch me get increasingly angry <laughs> as you're lining yeah. all the balls up at the back of the court. <laughs> Watch me just do it on purpose. <laughs> I mean, one hundred percent. If we put the shot clock in that they put in now for like no way you're getting a time violation on no every way. serve yes no not at all because you do more bouncing and stuff than i do i don't know you're counting my bouncing no but you do you take more time when you're actually setting up you're then taking time to walk to the back of the court and i bet you as well if you had those bloody towel buckets at either end you'd fanny about going and getting a towel as well Oh, of course. Yeah, exactly. You take about a minute for each serve. I would, but I don't have those towels. You, you, you're, you're, you would be like Nadal is very worst when it comes to like... <laughs> Taking his time. Taking his time, yeah. Yeah, I know. To be fair, I would. But just because I just need a, a, a minute, you know? Like, I just yeah, need to I, settle down. Look, honestly, this, 
this is coming from the person who claims to be like the biggest Federer fan on the planet. She uses yeah, Babalats. She. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, she, that's she fannies about every time she wants to serve, slows like, the I'm game down. He loves Roger. Uh, <laughs> Has nothing in common with him. Slows the, slows the point down whenever possible. That's what you are. Yeah, I, I did do it on purpose, though. Uh, maybe you're a bit like Eager's fiance. Like, I find that a bit frustrating, like the amount of time wasting. Like... Oh, I just don't like time wasting. I, just, I don't. No. I remember watching the when Casper Rude was in. I remember watching him at one of the ATP finals, and it was like it was the first time I'd ever watched him. I think this must have been like the was it twenty twenty one maybe, or no, might have been then. Might have been the year. I don't think it's last year. But yeah, I remember watching him there, and it was the first time I'd really watched his matches, and it was like I was just getting so frustrated because. Every time he missed a first serve, he was then going back up to the ball boy to get another ball because he wouldn't put one in his pocket. And that's ridiculous because his shorts did have pockets. Like, okay, you can make the excuse if we're wearing leggings, you've got not got pockets. But if you've got shorts with pockets, uh, well, put a ball if, in your pocket. What if he doesn't like, you know, running with a ball in his pocket? Just grow up. That's acceptable. Just grow up. You're a professional yeah, tennis player. You need to sensorial issues, you know. No, you just need to toughen up. You're a professional tennis player. You don't need. Well, it's like he's when not playing it's, against it's, you, it's, you know. I think you're more mad than whoever his opponent was. It's, it's like when you got tennis players asking the ball boys to put their rubbish in the bin for them. Oh yeah, it's quite ridiculous, but it's not the same. I don't think. Professional tennis players, are, are fragile bats. souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of them are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. I think especially Hand- when they're starting up, because like I, know, I, I, want, I wonder how long it took them to adapt. I think even Nadal was asking for at the Australian Open the ball boy to bring his towel for him, and it's just like I think that one of the best things that's happened in since COVID is they're no longer making yeah. the ball boys hold their sweaty towels. Yeah, I always found that a bit disgusting. It's like why why do you need to come out onto the court, do a warm up, then go and sit down again? before starting the match it's like do the warm-up start the match why are we sitting uh, down i think they need to like mentally prepare and also to mark like a clear that's the whole point what you do before like you go clear... on to court no it's like a clear you know this was practice now we're gonna play no it's a stop boundary, sitting down uh, it's just I like so it. much so much unnecessary stuff goes on in tennis no have you ever watched like a football match it's like well, you know, a football match of nothing happening. At least in tennis, something's happening like every second. You know, football apart match, from when they're sat down watch eating five a banana. Hours of something. Well, not five hours, but like two hours or more. And then it's like a football match is literally ninety minutes long. No, it's not because they always have like extra minutes and stuff. Okay, yeah. So you probably get into about hundred minutes. Yeah. How long, how, long, how, long, how long did how long did Andy Murray play for at the Australian Open? I don't know. It was over five hours, wasn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah, but that's that's an exception. And something was happening, you know. You you cannot finish a tennis match and be like, love, 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 love. That would be like pointless. You can finish a, t- a football match and be like, zero zero. That's it. You might as well not play. You know, like what's the point? But we're digressing now. 
I know. I mean, I feel like in a really awkward position in this argument because I absolutely love tennis and I love watching it. I love playing it. But I'm also a football fan. And so it's like, (laughs) I feel the need to defend that. Well, how can you defend that, though? (laughs) What? How can I defend football? No, how can you defend? Yeah, like wasting 100 minutes of your life. Just go. go, The the result being love, love. Go to a match one day and you'll be fine. You'll enjoy I have. it. Well, well, go. If I ever get a spare ticket, come to the Arsenal and then you'll see some proper football. <laughs> You're saying Mexican football is not proper football. No, it's just like the Arsenal. That sounds a bit. I'm just being an Arsenal fan. Yeah, it's like it's like if I was saying, "Well, come watch Roger Federer play." You watch some proper tennis. Yeah, that is true. I have watched the King though, so. I'm fine on that. Yeah, but only an exhibition match, so. <laughs> yeah, which is better because he was enjoying it himself. I saw him at the Olympics. He wasn't enjoying himself there. I think he was. He was playing Dennis Istomin. I don't think it was a particularly uh, close <laughs> match. Um, yeah, but Olympics is, is always like a sore topic for Roger because he never got a gold, which is well, insane. Well, it's because Andy Murray came along. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's just insane that he never got a gold Olympics. Well, because it was in the Dow in 2008. Yeah, but I just don't... I think the Olympic medal is a nice thing to have. And especially, like, when Djokovic was going for the calendar slam, um, not last year, but the year before, it was, like, part of it as well. It was an Olympic year, so he would have been able to... Like, if he got the Olympic gold, he got the US Open, then he would have been able to do the Golden Slam. So within that context, I think it's nice. But whether you count the Olympic medals as part of the major titles when you get into this whole GOAT debate? Uh, no, I think it's more like a, an honour. You know, like hmm. everyone wants to do something for their country, but it's not really relevant. Because it's like, that's the thing. It's like, I if you're trying to... Like, fair enough if you want to say, well, whoever has the most slams is the GOAT. You can make an argument for that being the case. Well, that's what everyone and, thinks. Yeah, and... Like, obviously, with Nadal and Djokovic tied on slams at the moment, it's like, do you really think that that one Olympic medal is going to be the thing that, like, brings Nadal above Djokovic? I don't think so. Like, the... the well, if it's put... so close, it might be. Yeah, I know, but then you look at ATP finals and obviously Nadal hasn't got a single one, whereas Djokovic is... Is he level with Federer now? Or, no. or is he? Oh, is he one behind... He's either one behind or he's level. Yeah, I think he might be level now. That would probably be more important. And then, and then, and then we're saying Djokovic is the goat. Isn't that right? I don't think I'll ever say that. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, this isn't normally. I'm wearing my my Rafa hat. I'm actually wearing my Roger one today. Mm. Yeah. Pay homage to the greatest. Well, I'm. I'm. I. I. I think I was definitely more partisan back in the day, and now I'm just. I'm. I'm here for the vibes. Yeah, to be fair, I also am here for the vibes. I, I enjoy like, it. I love Roger, but he's not here anymore. I mean, he obviously, he's not he is, he is still alive. He's not playing anymore. So, like, <laughs> I can relax and enjoy everyone else. Well, you won't actually be watching any of the tennis this year at Wimbledon. You're just going to be watching the punditry, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. I'm just going to be listening. I don't want to watch anything. I'm <laughs> going to fall asleep to that sweet voice. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> will, will, will we ever do an episode of this show where you don't just like I don't think so no. wax lyrical about how great yeah it's 
yeah, next week we'll be talking about Rod. Well, to be fair, next week I would have played with the RF ninety seven, which is the Federal Racket. So yeah, that'd be yeah. nice to hear. Yeah, it should be very nice. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to having a heavier racket. It should be really fun. Yeah, um, we'll watch more matches as well. So we can yeah, no, we we need we need to start doing that. We need to start actually watching tennis to talk about on our oh. tennis podcast. <laughs> Surely we're getting to the point as well where Raducanu's back in action because isn't she playing in she? Austin, which is coming up? Oh. I think that's I think that's next week. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. And yeah. Um, we need to gradually start increasing the size of like the the actual tennis segment of this podcast because <laughs> I think we've yeah. done another week of a lot of waffle. Well, I did watch a final, so well done, well done. Like the waffle on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blame it on me. Um, but yeah, I think That's that is pretty much everything we want to talk about. So thank you for listening. Remember to follow us on Twitter at UnseededPod. Um, there is an email address there that you could contact us on, but I've never once looked in the inbox of that email, so I don't know how affected that would be. <laughs> and then obviously, yeah, subscribe to us on whatever platform you're using. And yeah, please give us a, a favourable rating. Um, <laughs> five and- stars only. Yeah, only five stars. We've got two five-star ratings on... Um, Apple Podcasts. Ooh. I mean, one of them is from me. Um, <laughs> okay, so one. And, and the other one... Your parents are what? Is from my mum, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fair yeah. Enough. But anyway, thank you for listening. We'll be back right. next week. It'll be slightly awkward times again, I think, just because of work. Um, but it should be still out again next Tuesday. So, yeah. Thank you and goodbye.